0: Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast, where two old-school Heroes fangirls rewatch the webisodes, talk about them, and I don't know, maybe we'll defend their honor. My name is Rachel.
1: And I'm Keisha.
0: And as I said, we're watching the webisodes today. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) All of the Heroes webisodes, we're going to talk about them and watch them live. So
1: we're going to be seeing characters that we haven't seen in many episodes and going, oh, yeah,
0: (laughs) I forgot about that.
1: Like, as I'm literally staring at the start screen for the first one, I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I... God, it's been years and years and years since we've even, like, watched them.
1: I don't even know that I've seen all of the last ones.
0: Same. I don't Uh, know if I've seen all of Mm -hmm. that one
1: either. (laughs) We're about to.
0: Yeah. So... It's not gonna affect y'all at all, but we're gonna be watching them one at a time then coming back and giving you fresh <laughs> thoughts on them right afterward. So
1: Woo. Yeah.
0: That's just the way that we're gonna format this today because that's how I felt like doing it. So Because
1: so, neither of us could be convinced to <laughs> do it on our own and write notes, yep. be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was so relieved when I saw your text, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, what if we just do it live? <laughs> It sounds like fun yes,
0: please
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as i was like oh that makes me so good. I was like, oh i'm not the only one who's been like fucking pushing this off okay great <laughs> yep, yep, yep. but no i think this is a like particularly for this i think this is a real good way to do it so
0: yes so we're gonna start off with the very first heroes episode going postal so stay tuned. do we
1: have like information about like when it aired and stuff like do we have like wikipedia information or anything to add let me go look <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking you're looking, looking. race I'm, looking. <laughs> well, I'm already there so my thing would work okay there we go um okay yeah so like who directed and wrote them and shit you know like how we do with the comics we should at least do that sure <laughs> All right. Well, I guess since I'm looking at, it, I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll do that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, they're written by people who were like on the show. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this one, Going Postal, aired between uh, July 14th and July 28th, 2008. So a new one came out each week for three weeks. Um, it was directed by Yule Case or Casey and Jim Martin, who you know that's a familiar name. And written by Yule Case or Casey and uh, Jim Martin. And uh, it's about Echo DeMille, who we didn't really spend any time with.
0: <laughs> one of the level so, five guys.
1: One of the level five guys. Um, so let's let's uh, let's see let's see what his life was like before he was stuck in a super prison, yeah?
0: Yeah, so this came out after season two?
1: Uh, yeah, in between season two and season three. Gotcha. Rider strike
0: material, baby. All righty. Cool. All right, so now we're gonna watch it and we'll be back. No <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's see.
1: You know, I had memories of what these, like, early 2000s webisode-type things were, but uh, nothing could compare to going back and watching it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man, where to begin, where to begin? Um,
1: <laughs> where to start, where to begin? I don't even oh, know.
0: The camera work <laughs> <sighs> What
1: kind of, what kind of, oh, my God, what kind of film student like Yes, yes. <laughs> Weird tone? Weird tone. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting? I, I love how Christine Rose at the end is showing why she's on the main show. Yes. <laughs> like... Oh, God.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's, do, let's do a little summary. So, part one. Okay. Echo is a Go. mailman. Uh, he, mm-hmm. There's a dog <laughs> that comes after him. We see him use his little power, which is, like, sound. The dog runs off. Then he's approached by two agents. And one is a constrictor. Oh, my God.
1: Why does he have to act like a snake? (laughs) Why?
0: Echo gets them off, really injures the human one. The uh, constrictor grabs the gun and kills the human one all like, oh, Bob, so-and-so's dead. (laughs) (laughs) And he has the Sprint phone from Echo and he sees his girlfriend on there like, ooh. Ooh la la. Uh, Part two, we head to their house. And Echo's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And she's all like, ooh, you know, random sexy. She's in her lingerie. What kind of,
1: what kind of like HBO after dark (laughs) bullshit was that? (laughs) It was only missing the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, he gets jumpy, he gets scared by a cat. And then like, (laughs) constrictor guy gets in there. (laughs) starts constricting the girl, and he gets him offer, her, and then, like, executes him by, like, like, up close, shouting in his ear, basically.
1: Like, blasting his literal brain out.
0: Which, I mean, you know, if you're gonna come in here and try to assault my girlfriend, I mean. Fair enough.
1: Why wouldn't you have some sort of ear protection at this point? That's what I'm confused about with all these agents.
0: <laughs> like Well, the last ones must have, because he gets caught at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, he sends her out, more agents show up. He tries to yell at them. The, everything gets shaky, and then we get like however many days or weeks later. Thirteen. And Angela is standing outside the cell, like, "Oh, Echo, Echo, you are always the talky one." <laughs> Which I don't know if that's like an implication of a drop storyline because it was like, "Welcome back home." You know what I mean?
1: Right. Like, was he captured before? Like,
0: I don't know, because there was a there's a comic that goes with it. Um,
1: oh God! Which one is
0: it? It's it's literally called Going Postal. Which which number is it? It's issue ninety six. Issue ninety six. Let's look for that. Okay. One. No, we get like it's it picks up after the webisodes because it's kind of like a small summary at the beginning, and it, uh-huh. it uh, he's like trying to connect back with Gina after the uh, was it
1: Gina not Gia.
0: It says Gina. the sound
1: mixing was horrible. Yeah, it's Gina.
0: It's written down as that.
1: Okay. It's
0: basically showing him actually getting captured.
1: Uh, and okay. he gets oh, captured yeah,
0: by okay. L. So
1: L and a pair of earplugs.
0: My name is Echo. I'm just a mailman. But when I get out of here, I'm going postal. Yeah. Going postal! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, you know, intro to level five villain. Yeah,
1: Doesn't he end yeah, up yeah. getting
0: killed by Siler...
1: Um, how does he die? That's a good question. Um,
0: let me go back to the wiki page. 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 page <laughs> <Dakota> <laughs> duel. Yeah,
1: how does he got? This is why it is really not okay that the heroes wiki is not.
0: Up yeah, America. it's it's dur- it's during duel, which is like you know the uh the last stand at Prime Attack, and it's like Echo, Danny Pond, and Doyle. And it's like, you know, first you to kill Siler, we'll get your freedom. And then Noah finds him with his throat slit. So
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, um, if you know, let me just, let me just like my Siler fangirl hat on real quick. Whoop. Um, That's what he does when he's like, Ugh, I don't need your power. <laughs> that's, that's yep. just like, fuck you. It is. <laughs> yeah, it definitely
0: is. And um, he was nowhere yeah. anywhere in the show in between the going postal graphic novel and duel, so
1: Wow. Womp womp. Like I think you probably
0: saw him during the, the first level five breakout. But yeah. Uh
1: yeah, probably so. Well, that was an auspicious start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I highly encourage people to watch these, please. Like that was the most like two thousand fucking like a thing I've seen in a long time. Because people forget, you know, you see things like, okay, these were released on the website and then later they were on YouTube. People forget how young YouTube was still then and how everything on there that people shot looked like that, basically. like yeah. it, Nothing looked good. Nothing was professional. This is before all that happened to YouTube. This is before, like, this is right before that really started to happen. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And a uh, student film vibe was all over the fucking place, and you got real used to it when it was everything, but not having seen something like that in a while, like you just sit there and go, a brand release that really <laughs> yes. A major broadcasting network release that.
0: Yeah.
1: Whew. <laughs> Someone could make a better thing on TikTok. Fuck. How far we've come.
0: Mm-hmm. <gasps> Next next we have uh, Destiny, which I don't have a whole lot of memory of. Uh,
1: me neither. Um, uh, the
0: tag uh, on the, the thing says uh, the one fan created character that actually made it to live action. So
1: Interesting. Uh, according to the wiki, this was released um, four weeks uh, between November 10th, 2008 and December 1st, 2008. Uh, it was directed by Eagle Eglison and written by, and like, this is like, you know, hardcore, like, Heroes alumna, Adam Armis and Kay Foster. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Maybe it'll be better.
0: They de- <laughs> they definitely had the writing force behind it, but they did not have the, uh, especially for that first one, the... Um... <laughs> oh, my God. It's the directing? The directing. You <laughs> can say
1: it. Yeah. You can say it yeah oh wow okay yep and now and now so, the heroes yeah. wiki
0: the ddns thing is not loading for me so that's okay
1: really it just loaded for i know me? it's
0: being weird for me Maybe by the time i finish this episode it'll Whoa! i just hit play mm-hmm. on it destiny is 21 minutes long <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> what i didn't realize it was that long
0: oh my god i thought they were like i'm eight gonna minutes.
1: cry no um Well, no, it makes sense, because these are, like, two, three minutes each, and then they are, like, several parts. We're going to be doing this a while. Okay. Um,
0: No, I know, I'm not, I I don't have any plans for today. I didn't think it was going to take, yeah.
1: Me neither. I mean, I'm going to bake cookies later, but that's whatever. This aired the end of 2008, so it aired during uh, the first part of season three. So it was during all the, like... Um, villains shit. I couldn't remember the name of the arc.
0: <laughs> was it like <laughs> it was after? Right at the end of villains. The um. It
1: was right at the right at the end of villains. Yeah. Like the literal last four weeks of villains. Gotcha. So so uh, let's watch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do it. So far, the vibe of this is so much better. The
0: production value is like a million times better.
1: <laughs> hmm. What's with the key?
0: (laughs) Oh, let's see if the hero's wiki will let me back in again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, production value on this one, much better.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Yes, like
0: overall, all around. You want to give us a summary?
1: Oh, God, do I? Um, So, um, basically, we open up with this guy, Santiago, walking down the street with his mother. And he's got, like, the Peter vibe. Like, she even says he's a total dreamer and, you know, doesn't take things seriously, all that sort of thing. And um, he ends up discovering that he has a very interesting ability um, that we've never really seen on the show. Um, he has, they call it later, um, like what would she call it? Enhanced probability. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically like, if you, if you've read the X-Men comics, there's a character called Longshot and he's a surprisingly powerful character because he can basically approach any situation and see every single angle. He can see every single outcome, so he can pick the best one and obviously that can make him very fortuitous um but it seems like there's a speedster vibe as well yeah hence hence the enhanced um or accelerated rather um so yeah we see him like you know doing his thing and um it's it's they're really like this one's a lot better at building the character up like like oh you know he loves his family, he hangs out with his friends, he plays soccer, he's religious, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, because we see them, like, in church. And he thinks, you know, maybe this is a gift from God, and so he meets up with this pretty girl at one point named Elisa, which, never trust a pouty like, brunette on this show, (laughs) dude. Um, for real. Um, because... She's like, oh, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a pretty little girl who had to come back to town to help her sick family out, and I was like, uh huh, yeah, Eden, fucking, we know what you're doing, like, like, it's not, it's not subtle, and he like, uh, ends up, uh, he was, he was playing in like this little like neighborhood soccer, or I guess football tournament, and um there's like prize money and he tells his friend he's like all right i can win us the game but you have to donate the money to the needy aka you know people like elisa's family and um so he does and he wins and it's like yay and then he and elisa are walking away but then you know she betrays him <laughs> and he's captured by the company and um, well it's one of those things where it's like you know the beats of a company story at yeah. this point like for sure you know exactly how this is gonna go um, so, you know, he gets captured, and we find out, you know, that apparently his father had an ability and worked with the company, and so they're trying to recruit him, and obviously he's like, fuck you, and it seems like he's reluctantly agreeing, but then Elise is like, nah, dog, I want out, and I'm taking you with me, so they try to escape, and... It seems that when they head back to where his mother is after a little bit of time that uh, his mother also has an ability. It's a full on family of ability having Mm -hmm. uh, people, which we don't see too often, uh, but it does happen. She's got like, she's like Meredith. She's got the flame thing and she even does it just like her. Um, And so they're all at the church again. uh, Lisa, Santiago and his mother. And, you know, the, the company's right there. They're outside. They're going to eliminate everybody because, you know, it was a failed mission, I suppose. And as this is happening, the company lady whose name we never get, they call her serious looking woman. On <laughs> um, But she's like a real actor. She she was in like NYPD blue and stuff. Um, Her name's Andrea Thompson. Apparently I'm looking at their uh, IMDb's because I was like, I want to know if I've seen any of these people and things. So she's outside and, um, you know, she's waiting as the operation's about to go down to eliminate uh, Santiago and his family. And we see the little, like, you know, the, the golden, like, whoosh, you know, blur thing, which we think is Santiago, but oh, no, wait. It's, um, it's, uh, it's his dad. His dad comes out the woodwork. Apparently he'd faked his death. To get away and, you know, keep his family safe. That was the deal. And, you know, she's reneged on the deal like the company does. And uh, so he straight up tries to murder her. And um, and uh, seems like maybe succeeded. And Santiago gets reunited with his father. And as they're having a loving embrace, the camera pans. And we see the, oh, no, she's still alive. Dun, dun. And she has a key in her hand. I don't know what the fuck it means. That's what Rachel's trying to figure out. So... Yeah, that was Hero's Destiny, which was far and away much better than Going Postal. Um, this seemed like it could have been on, like, the um, second season of the show. Honestly, a lot of it felt like it had, like, that kind of vibe of, like, a Maya Alejandro kind of thing. Um, could have easily been that kind of storytelling when they wanted to just, like, have a whole new set of characters across the globe. I easily could have seen this fitting in with that. Um Yeah. Not, uh, not, 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 not terrible. Not terrible. Um,
0: pretty okay. Yeah, the, the wiki refuses to load to me, so instead I'm, (laughs) I'm on Looper. Let me try. Which is, like, um, talks about the Create Your Hero promotion, which is, uh, how Santiago developed, where fans got to vote on different character traits that would be assigned to a new superpowered individual until a hero by committee was developed. And that's how Santiago was born.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I have the absolute vaguest memory of that.
0: Yep. I think I remember like them promoting that, like, you know, send your vote in during this episode or whatever.
1: Also, that's like just a really interesting way to go about creating a character for a television show, wouldn't you think?
0: Like, well, they, they, you know, they love doing their, like... Yeah. <sighs> what is it called?
1: Well, they always wanted the audience to feel very involved, mm-hmm. so... You
0: know. they, they enjoy their web content that, especially like, for uh
1: yeah all that like cross-platform type
0: bullshit yeah. you know heroes wiki why have you decided to just like, i know
1: i tried to it's not just it's not we crashed deal. it
0: looking at it keisha our two views oh, on it were no, too we shouldn't have too, much, <laughs> yeah, exactly, too much too exactly. much to look at my lord
1: um yeah so serious looking woman was like a real actress who's been in things um and elisa i guess is on swat right now so she still works as well her name her name is lena Esco, and the others have sort of like you know done other stuff but like nothing huge
0: i'm trying to see if he's been in any other of the comics or anything
1: oh and the dad's worked a lot too he's he's worked for a long time
0: yeah, so be- better than going postal, they've learned some of their lessons from yep. the first one.
1: <laughs> they would have had to. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm having like, tr- like trauma flashbacks of that. Just like, wow, they really, they really saw that and went, yep, send it out there for the people. <laughs> like, Stamp
0: oh it God. and send it on out, baby.
1: woo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the guy who plays his dad's been in like, Lost. Sh- He's been in Lost. There you go. <laughs> All
0: right, shall we move on to yeah, the recruit cool. since the Wikipedia's decided to take a dive?
1: <laughs> I suppose so. All
0: right. Let's see how long is this one.
1: Let me get that going. 13
0: minutes on the recruit.
1: That's good. Yeah, yeah, uh, Destiny went a little long. Yeah. For sure. The gratuitous shower scene
0: probably could have <laughs> went. But, you know. like, I think...
1: I heard you laughing.
0: <laughs> so far, uh, Destiny is the only one that didn't have, like, a main cast member show up.
1: Uh, yeah, I kept expecting to see a cameo, and I was a little disappointed, because they usually have It a might be one, the only
0: one, so. too, because... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because the recruit is a whole other animal. Like, they really start doing some stuff mm-hmm. after that, so... Yeah. Because, uh... Yeah. Yeah, damn. Alright. um... So the recruit is a six-part story uh, directed by Rob Hardy, all the parts, and all the parts were written by Tim Kepler and Jim Martin. It aired between the dates of December fifteenth, two 2008 and January twentieth, two 2009, placing it right smack into um, Fugitive's territory, which makes sense when you, you know, see the mm-hmm. storyline. It's actually, um, in between the, in between the volumes, I think. Hold on. February 15th. January twentieth. Um. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Literally takes place in between villains and fugitives.
0: Our hiatus fodder.
1: Our hiatus fodder. Yep. All right.
0: Shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so many of these, uh, like, the endings, it's like, right? what came after that? <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> what came after? Did anything? What? I don't think so. Uh, again, for this one, production value was good.
1: Oh, yeah, this one... um, looked even more like it was just, like, deleted scenes from the show, mostly. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Alright, so this was Rachel Mill's origin story. Kinda. She was one of the soldiers that they were gonna make into. A super soldier at Pinehurst, and we're kinda seeing the aftermath of, like, what's happening elsewhere in the building when shit's getting blown up. She's trapped with two other guys. One, they, they have three doses of serum. One guy injects himself, nothing seems to happen. The second guy, uh, is, like, not doing well, so she injects him, and he kind of goes crazy, almost mohinder
1: It's full-on, like, lizard Mohinder-type bullshit. Yeah, like,
0: fast and strong and whatever, you know.
1: And animalistic.
0: <laughs> and, um, <Yeah. laughs> she ends up killing him, kind of on accident, Siler-style, with, like, a pair of scissors, and the whole time she's being interrogated by Angela, like, "So where'd that last dose of serum go?" And she's like, "I destroyed it, I swear." <laughs> because uh, Rachel always has had her power, which is short distance teleportation, and um, she's like, "I don't have a power. I don't know what you're talking about." So Angela's like, "I knew your mother. Your mother killed herself and abandoned killed herself and abandoned you, and like you know." She was special too. She couldn't handle it, etc. And they eventually let Rachel go because she's so adamant, like, I destroyed the other dose of serum. We find out she did not. She instead pulled the bullet hole out of her shoulder. And shoved the little serum vial into it. And unluckily for her, Angela followed her to this little rest stop where she pulled it out. And it's like, "Mm, this is why I never wanted to have any daughter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) like, Jason Bourne thing was that? Like, oh my god, that's not how wounds Yeah, were. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And she gives it up and they gives it back to Angela, and she's like, we just want to help you. They throw a freaking bag over her head and toss her <laughs> in the car, and then Angela calls up her mother, who's not dead, I guess.
1: No parent is ever dead on Heroes, I
0: guess. And I'm like... What happened with the story? What did Angela get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> was it in a comic? I don't remember.
1: Um, I don't think so. And um, what it got out of it was some really nice um, Sprint product placement at the end. That's what it got out of it.
0: <laughs> of course. I think they're like I think...
1: video technology. Ooh.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see if the, the wiki will load again.
1: <laughs> so, Rachel Mills. Mm-hmm is Taylor Cole, who definitely is still working. Mm-hmm. She's been in something you and I watched very recently, and I did not even realize that was... Oh my
0: her. god, what was it?
1: She was on the originals.
0: Who was she on the originals?
1: Sophia, a.k.a. The Hollow.
0: Oh my gosh, I'd have to, like, think back even...
1: If... I'd have to see what she looked like on it, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: the Hollow, right?
1: Yeah, Sophia.
0: Sophia. Oh.
1: Oh! Fuck. How could we have not noticed? She has, like, a very distinct face.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you seeing the pictures?
0: I saw the one picture, yeah. Hold on, I clicked on the wrong Wikipedia link, though. There you go. Yeah, that She bitch. was in a fair bit of it.
1: She was in seven episodes, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well... Look at that! And she's she's worked a lot, and she's also done like a lot of like Hallmark and Lifetime movies. I think, um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Get after it. <laughs> I
0: I wouldn't have even known. Wouldn't have even put the two and Me two neither. together.
1: Nope.
0: Yet another hero's person saying. in the Vampire Diaries. You know, stuff.
1: She was also on a TV series with Santiago Cabrera, so... Excellent. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> yeah.
0: Small ass world. Delightful. Delightful. Today yeah, I learned.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Because I don't
0: even think we mentioned that when we talked about her in the, the dang episode.
1: Uh, no, because we didn't know, because we didn't look. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: yep. I have no recollection of how any of that would have been resolved with her mother. I don't have, like, a, a comic recollection, even, of if that went anywhere.
1: I don't think it did. <sighs> I, that name did not sound familiar at all.
0: Mm-mm. Drop storyline, maybe. Who, who freaking knows?
1: <sighs> Probably so.
0: Maybe it was part of the ARG, because I think her stuff was, like, connected with the ARG stuff.
1: Oh, maybe, huh? Because she was.
0: So then. it could be something that's gone that I just don't remember. So, not bad, not bad.
1: Oh, did you look at the tag on the um, Tumblr that we're getting all these off of?
0: Uh, let me let me read the tag on the recruit. If the ending made you curious, go check out the Eye Stories. What even is that? Okay, you ready? Okay. Uh, during the show's third season, Heroes Evolutions, which is, you know, all the ARG stuff, began releasing iStory content. Interactive stories that sometimes allow the reader to shape what happens in the story. The first volume, Front or foe, allowed readers to participate in two sides of the same story that parallel volume three of Heroes. Two chapters were released uh, each week, and each chapter allowed the readers to play as a character hired by one side of the story, choosing that character's actions. Subsequent chapters the private and the agent, which is where the mill stuff comes in, have are only released a single chapter at a time. And let's see. I have no recollection <laughs> of this, of this stuff at all.
1: I don't, I think I remember it existing, but I don't remember like the plot of any of it.
0: And like, looking back at it now, there's like no way to really find out this stuff easily either. You know what I mean?
1: no there's not and we've we've moaned about this before (laughs) lost media etc
0: yeah so the agent and the private kind of like take place during volume four
1: huh all
0: right all kinds of crazy stuff maybe we'll have to do a little more research and come back to this Maybe on a day uh, maybe. maybe on a day when the wiki's actually working, we can come back and talk about this. <laughs> but I have no recollection of this at all.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there must have been stuff we missed, you know.
0: There, there must have, you know, it probably did, but we like just don't remember because it happened. There's other things, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put a pin in that for now. Might have to come back at some point and talk about all the Heroes Evolution stuff.
1: I suppose so. Um, Alright. Shall we Shall we continue?
0: Yeah, we're on to Hard Knocks.
1: Alright, so, Hard Knocks was directed by Alan Arkish. Hey! And written by Rob Fresco.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it released the exact same time as The Recruit.
0: Because these were deleted scenes, I believe.
1: These were deleted scenes that according to the Tumblr we're getting these videos off of should have stayed deleted. I'm prepared for the mm-hmm, worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the stuff they did with Nox. I'm prepared for the absolute worst. I'm prepared for Hero's race problem to be front and fucking center. Yep, yep, yep. I've still got some coffee, so I'm prepared. Um, we
0: mentioned it fuck. at some All point right. during our <clears throat> volume four discussions. I know it was during villains, um, yeah. yeah. It was during our villains discussion. No, it was during
1: villains. It was, it was, it was his whole villains. It was who he was, basically. Yeah. Like we, we barely knew anything about Knox. So this is Knox's backstory, um, which features a big main cast member. So
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's do it. Oh my god, I want tacos so bad. That looks delicious. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Uh, that's the shortest one I think, because it's just like deleted scenes cut together. Yeah,
0: I believe this was cut from. Was it villains? Because it was whatever one had. Um. Yeah, it was villains. Because it was with all the Arthur stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. The Flint and uh, Merida stuff.
1: Villains of villains, got you. (laughs) Yes.
0: And Gabriel yeah, with right. L. That's
1: yep. yeah. It's directed and written by the same people.
0: Yeah, so. those were the cutscenes from that episode.
1: So we've got the story of Benjamin uh, Knox, who we met in Villains, but we didn't really know too much about his like backstory. Um, it turns out that he was, um, a bit of a, a bit of a criminal, but not really, like, willingly, so it's just, it's one of those systemic things, you know? Um, which is interesting that they did that story with him because the actor was on the wire, and no one will ever do that better than the wire, but, um, yeah, so he wanted to go straight, which is damn near fucking impossible, and I guess he knew Parkman, so we see little Maddie Parkman, um, was uh, friendly with him. He apparently had known him for a really long time. Probably picked him up the first few times, maybe even. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, he wants to go straight, but he's struggling because, like I said, that's not really a thing you get to do. You don't get to leave a gang. That's just not how that works. Um, Parkman's being really naive about it, if you ask me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, what do you think he's going to do, bro? Like... Goddamn. Um, so, yeah, uh, Knox is trying to, you know, get out of doing this upcoming job, this, like, you know, robbery that's going to take place. And the leader of the crew is like, I don't fucking think so. And they get into it a little bit. And we see that during the altercation... Um, Something happens where Knox is able to bend a crowbar and it's like, oh, whoa, how the fuck did that happen? So then, you know, he's trying to figure that out in the next little bit. We see, we see Matt talking to him again, trying to be like, hey, you were part of that job. What the hell? I thought you were getting out. And again, I'm like, Matt, are you fucking new? (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? You're a Los Angeles street cop. Like, what the fuck are you even thinking, like, suggesting this to be easy? Like, oh my god, that drives me crazy. I've watched so many, like, crime shows in my day, and that always makes me so angry. I'm like, you know what this is! Like, this is
0: like season one Matt, where that's... he's like a glorified traffic director, as Ugh, we do see later in the episode. He just.
1: Yep. So... They're talking and they're being really dumb about it because they're just talking on the street corner and you can't be seen, like, conversing with and being friendly with the police if you're in that kind of life. So obviously he gets spotted. Another uh, altercation goes down with the gang leader um, and he tries to... He's gonna kill Knox and he's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna shoot him. I'm gonna really fuck him up and make it personal. So he tries to come at him with a bat and... Everyone who is in the room is very like, oh, glad it's not me. But they're obviously scared. And because of them being scared, the fear, as we know from the actual show, is what feeds uh, Knox's ability and makes him very strong and powerful. So he's able to, you know, fight back. He breaks the baseball bat. He completely fucks up the, uh, the gang leader. Um, there's even visual effects missing. That's how that's how deleted mm-hmm. these scenes are. They don't even have finished VFX, um, as you can see, because uh, he, like, punches right through him. And so, you know, all it takes, right, is just that little bit of feeling powerful and in control after not really, I'm sure, feeling that his whole life. And uh, he's able to become the new boss uh because who's who's gonna step to him now he punched through a guy in front of everyone um and so we see later on like uh as Rachel said Matt is directing traffic and he goes over to this car that's like stopped in the middle of the road and it's Knox and his crew now and Knox is like yeah I wanted to thank you for you know your talk the other day you know really you know got my mind where it needed to be kind of thing. And, you know, they allude to the fact that, Oh, the, the, the boss is missing. Oh, heard he got eaten by a shark. Weird, you know, kind of thing. And then he rolls up the window and they're not friends anymore. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, this is the thing is it's like, um, what's, what's, what's kind of such a bummer about this to me is like, they really could have done a thing with Knox. They really could have, um, they really could have made him a much bigger, big, bad, um, I'd know they wanted to, you didn't hire someone like Jamie Hector for nothing. Like he's, he was a, a get for them. He really like owned his role on the wire. So I remember hearing at the time, they would talk about like it, you know, in interviews and stuff that they had big plans for Knox. They just didn't get to happen, you know, because of whatever reason, different story ideas and And, you know, yeah, probably focusing on our known characters a little too much Um, because he has a cool, I guess, like almost a a gritty, like street urban version of like a a Gabriel Grey ascension, Um, which is interesting to see. You know, this guy who's like never had power or authority or, you know, can now make things happen for themselves. It would have been cool to see more of more of that. And I guess I'm doing something more with that. But, you know, he got turned into a henchman. So we yep.
0: know. Yep, yep. And we know what happened to him. And so.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we
0: know exactly so. what happened to him. So.
1: And then obviously this one looked great because it's just stuff they shot for the yes. show. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's different.
0: They had tacos at the beginning. I could go for some tacos. Oh, my God.
1: Fucking God, I would kill a man for some street tacos. I would punch my little fist right through something. (laughs) Um, If I could.
0: Oh, so let's move on then to Nowhere Man.
1: Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So Nowhere Man was directed by Chris Hanada and Tanner Kling uh, and written by Tim Kepler. And it was released from April 20th, 2009 to May 29th, 2009. It is a, um... Oh, interesting. Okay. It's actually a four-part story, but they but they released a thing that was, like, the entire thing separately? I guess. Interesting. Sure, why not? So, yeah. Um, April 20th to May 29th, or at least May 11th, if they just had, like, a, a version of it afterward that was everything. Um... So this would be right in between, uh, this would be the very end of Fugitives. Yeah. Very end of Fugitives. So it starts airing during the last episodes of Fugitives and then it's, uh, like one or two aired after the season mm-hmm. was over. So this is a, this is a, this is a Doyle. It's a Doyle mini, mini <clears throat> We love a video diary. <laughs> uh, Doyle did nothing wrong and should have gone
0: farther. <laughs> <Here we> go. <laughs> uh, apparently this also continued in the I stories, but I don't think he needed it because we had the comic and then him going on to volume five stuff. So, Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, would you like to sure summarize? sure
0: so we got Doyle and he's doing we're framing it as a video diary to Claire and he's like you know I'm having trouble being straight and narrow got fired from one job he assaulted a cop he finally you know landed a job as like a temp and it's for Copy kingdom and guess who shows his face again but the manager that Noah Bennett spanked, <laughs> <laughs> and that um, motherfucker
1: failing upwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking Kyle, failing upwards, mm. and uh, he's still a dick. So I think uh, Noah should have done more to him, frankly. And uh, yeah we see he's got a girlfriend who's in the office and she's really sweet and nice to Doyle and he gets out like, all pissy, like, no, no, don't talk to that, like, troll, blah, 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 blah. And he finds out that he's on probation and his uh, probation officer wants a statement of character, so he lords that over Doyle, like, you're gonna do everything I ask and then maybe, maybe I will write the letter for you. And... Reluctantly, he does so. He comes in on him being a complete dick to his girlfriend. And that makes him snap and he makes uh, him hit himself in the head with a golf club. They go to the hospital. The girl continues to be sweet to Doyle, you know, and he comes out like, Oh, I just got a concussion. I'm out here seeing my girl hold his hand. Na-na-na. And they're like <laughs> screaming at each other in the parking lot. And Doyle intervenes again. She runs off and he puppets Kyle. Makes him do an apology video to her, and as we find out at the end of the episode, kept him like puppeted in his closet before he told him to Amazing. like get the fuck out and never touch a woman <laughs> again. Which I mean, wow, a ir- little bit of irony from from Doyle there. A little
1: there. bit, if you look at Doyle in the comics, but you and know. on the show, frankly, you know, just on the like, show, character yeah.
0: growth question mark? Um, yeah. yeah.
1: You can be a better person and still murder the shit out of a bad person. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh product placement for the cube. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we had some sprint sprinkled in there as well, you know.
1: Oh, but of course. That's why we had to watch the video. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but Doyle thinks he's on the straight and narrow now. He should be good to go. And we we also see that he's done many of these video diaries to because There's like a stack of like maybe 20 of them in his closet.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah.
1: He he should have killed him. He should have killed the absolute shit out of him. Oh,
0: completely. But, you know, we're, we're, they want to act like he's kind of being redeemed, you know, so he couldn't uh, kill him. So we had to dude. have the reveal of him in the closet still and tell him to get the fuck out. If you're touching him again, then you're going to regret it. Yeah. Boo!
1: Half measures! Boo!
0: Yep. Boo! Mm-hmm.
1: Fucking murder them! Boo! Bad people deserve to die! Boo! <laughs>
0: Clearly he didn't <laughs> learn his lesson from being an <laughs> asshole, like, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna either. So.
0: No. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. nope.
1: Alright, the final one, yeah?
0: Yeah, The fi- anything else to say about Nowhere Man before we move on?
1: Um, no, except for, like, um, David Lawrence is so fucking charismatic mm-hmm. it's a shame he hasn't like done a lot more work he's done like some things and I know he's got like his endeavors like he has like a podcast and stuff but yeah I don't know I just think he's really charismatic I see why heroes kept bringing him back
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And I just I, I looked at uh, I looked at the IMDb's of everyone involved. There wasn't really anything to mention.
0: so. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, you ready for some slow burn then?
1: All right, this is long. I think, isn't
0: it? Let's let me follow me here. Oh,
1: 15 minutes. That's not terrible.
0: That's not as long as the other one was.
1: <laughs> I thought I thought because if you on the on the wiki, it's like a million parts. Because I think each
0: part was like a minute and a half. So I guess that would end yeah. up being fifteen minutes. So.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Slow Burn was directed by Chris Sonata and Tanner Kling, again. Um, written by a slew of people. Mm-hmm. Because they were doing this in between episodes and, like, during episodes, I think they were filming it. Um, because it was written by, um, Jim Martin, Zach Crayley, Harrison Wilcox, Foz McDermott, um, and Oliver Grigsby has the last two coming in clutch. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's do this. this is, yeah. Uh, this is a carnival one. This took place, this aired um, between September 28th, 2009 and November 30th, 2009. So it aired directly during uh, the final season. Yeah. And uh, sounds like it's going to be a lot of the stuff like what we saw from the comic, too, what with Lydia's daughter. So.
0: Yeah, it, this deeply interconnected yes. with the comic and everything during that first part yeah. of the season, so...
1: Angela was right. Daughters are so
0: complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta show off all those features of that brand new Sprint phone.
1: Oh my god, right? (laughs) That touch screen. Wow. Geolocation. (laughs) <laughs> oh dear god you know we joke but literally back then it would have been like wow that's pretty cool actually
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but people forget
0: yeah
1: oh man so yeah um this one completely dovetails with the graphic novels yes <clears throat> fully
0: and the show um, it intersects with the show a few times
1: it yeah, it does. Um, so, let's see here. This is just a—it's a big old carnival fest. Mm-hmm. Um, we see—isn't um, it in the comic that we see Edgar with the package, and we're like, "What's in the?" Little yes, thing? And, yes, yeah. So there you go. That leads directly into this, which it was a—it was a phone. I'm sorry, a Sprint phone, um, and. Uh, he got it for her so that she could reach out to her daughter because her, um, she's got a a tattoo of her on her arm that has appeared and it's like moving on its own and everything. And she's like, what the F that means something, you know, not good is happening. She needs my help. Why else would, you know, this be occurring? So she reaches out to Amanda, who, as we know from our graphic novel reading has the secrets. Um, She's, you know, got an ability and Samuel sticks his fucking nose right where it doesn't belong throughout um, because obviously finding out that Lydia has a kid means that he wants her to join the carnival. And so we see a lot of the major conflict that was brewing between um, Samuel and Edgar and Lydia because Edgar clearly cares for Lydia and that has been used against him with, you know, Samuel trying to keep him under control and obviously Samuel trying to keep Lydia under control. It's it's a, it's a messy little triangle we've got here. Um, and we see uh, Amanda showing up at the carnival and um, she's she's really, you know enchanted by the idea of it of course because being in the real world's not working out so well as we saw from the graphic novels mm-hmm. um with her being raised by lydia's sister but having all these problems you know having difficulty controlling her ability you know all that song and dance that we've seen with lots of other characters um she seeks out samuel on her own after she meets with this carny named uh, caleb who's real skeevy and gross Mm -hmm. (laughs) right from the jump. Um, it's so like, oh, that's the thing about the carnival, right? It's like for every like sweet little fire controlling family, it's like two or three times as many fucking gross miscreant, like, you know, like bad people, um, who've clearly found the perfect place to be, um, their horrible selves. So, um, We see that, and, and, you know, obviously, like, Caleb's, like, a little younger, so it's supposed to be kind of, like, a, you know, maybe, like, a a gross flirty thing, but obviously not good. And we see just Lydia struggling with all this. She does not want her there. She wants her to be able to live a normal life because she didn't get to, and she thinks that Amanda still could. Um, So, you know, just the the struggle we've seen with a lot of other characters. Um, uh, We see Samuel and Amanda... You know he's he's really like pouring it on thick, and she's you know she's buying what he's uh, what he's trying to sell, and uh, she gets introduced to everybody, and we see it's just you know constant conflict between uh, Samuel and Lydia. At this point, we see Edgar's already gone because um, it's you know taking place all throughout the first part of the season, and um. Caleb is basically at one point sent to take Amanda away because Lydia and Samuel are talking and uh, Amanda does her thing. She sets his ass on fire cause he's gross yep. and we, we cheer and we clap and we go, good for you. Um, well, I don't know the carny seems sad about it or whatever, but I'm not. Um, so yeah, she scorches the shit out of him. He's like burned beyond recognition. And, um, they, you know, in the last bit, they you see like a, a pine box, you know, that they're carrying away and it's obvious that Caleb's in it. And we see that Amanda chooses to stay. She, she comes on the little stage with the, um, the fire breathing family and, uh, oh no, cause it would seem that, you know, history's repeating itself and Lydia's daughter is going to be, you know, trapped in the same sort of cycle, but, don't worry, because Edgar left a voicemail on that Sprint phone, and he's going to come back for both of them, except for he's totally not, because we've seen the whole show, and we know that Lydia dies, so. yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> uh, oopsie-doo. Oopsie-doodle. Um, Amanda, I don't know if we've talked about this before. Uh, we might have. Is played by um, Sasha Pietras? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck you say her last name. Um... She, if you are a fan of iconic, uh, trashy teen television, is um, Allison on Pretty Little Liars. And if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, That's fun.
0: There we go. I think we might have, but I don't remember for sure, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't remember. Yeah, <clears throat> Maybe.
0: It feels ages ago.
1: We've done a lot of episodes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: So... Mm-hmm. Of these, Keisha, what would you say is your favorite of them?
1: Favorite or best?
0: It could be both.
1: Favorite?
0: You know, both. If you think this one was the best or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sure. Which one do you hold Um, in the highest regard regardless? Right.
1: (laughs) Okay. So the one that I hold in the highest regard, that's that's tricky. It might be Nowhere Man.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cause the production values are, are totally there. It just seems like something that was cut from the show. They figured it out at this point, how to do it. Uh, David Lawrence has always been very charming as Doyle. Um, I love the whole, like him trying to, you know, go straight kind of thing, but it's like, nah, he shouldn't have to. Cause like, there's bad people in the world and they should have to pay and, you know, them going up against someone who actually can do something about it. I wish they would have went harder with it, like you said. Yeah. But, um, what are you going to do? So, yeah. Because yeah, he changed, right? Wink, they're being very, like, coy about it. Yeah. And it's like, nah, they should have just let him just fucking destroy him. That would have been cool. But. He's changed. Yeah. Um, so pro- probably that one. And if not, Nora, man, the recruit's pretty okay, too.
0: hmm. I think Destiny is pretty good as well.
1: Yeah, Destiny's fine. Is fine. It's
0: it's very standalone, and it's just like you know, it doesn't yeah. matter if you haven't seen anything after it. You could just watch it and not worry about where it ties into anything.
1: That's very true, but I mean, you do kind of have to have that knowledge of what the company is, though, or you're just like, what the hell is going on? Because you know,
0: yeah. But at that at this yeah. point, you would you would realize company stuff because this was like season. Oh, three. sure
1: and I think that yeah and I think that they use that in the writing where they're like we don't need to explain this shit like you should know at this point what what is going on with this lady and all that mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean the shower scene was really hilariously gratuitous but um yeah <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty good too. Uh, I,
0: I, I'm still laughing at fucking going postal how they were like, Yep It's so bad. It's this is so this bad. is us saying giving that big old stamp on it, like this is great, perfect. No it's notes
1: so bad. Yeah, no notes for you. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was terrified from that moment on. I was like, is this gonna be like what all of the world? <laughs>
0: Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until,
1: like, the last two or whatever. Yeah, so. Luckily, no. <laughs> yeah, Christ. <Ugh. laughs> Thank God they figured it out, because that was like, whoo!
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just awful. Just fucking awful.
0: And there actually, there is one more that we, uh, actually two more that we haven't talked about, which, because they're Go Through Born. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah,
0: I think that one of them is more true to form with this, and the other one is very much like thirty se- like three thirty second TV spots almost, <laughs> if I remember correctly.
1: Goodness, yeah, um, yeah. I mean that'll be interesting to to go through all that too.
0: Yeah, so. but that's later. Yeah,
1: that's later, guys. That's later, later. Because like, heroes went so hard with the extra stuff, like. They they really I mean Lost and Heroes, they were on it with all the extra like media. Yes. Just a ton of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Really.
1: And that's something that's that's uh it's fallen on the wayside. People don't like that shows don't do that anymore. No,
0: not heroes. at all really. Um Lost did it mostly during their hiatuses. Yes. It would be ARG time. And so Heroes really was just like all the time, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. And what was interesting is that Heroes really kept to the formula of the show and of the graphic novels, whereas, like, Lost, from what I can remember, really dug into the mythology of it and the, and the like, vague shit, which, you know, really helped fuel the fire of people being like, they never answered these questions, you know, in the finale. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did that to themselves, so.
0: Yeah, there was um one big segment of the Lost ARG. There is a YouTube video out there where someone covers it all and recreates voicemails that, like, you could listen to on a certain number and goes through all the appearances, like, when they showed up at Comic-Con and all the the tie-ins and everything, and it was a pretty interesting watch. Mm-hmm. Sadly, no one has anything like that for the hero stuff, but, you know.
1: Well, that's why we that's why we do this, po- this fucking podcast, because <laughs> nobody cares about heroes, quote. So. Yep, yep. Which is incorrect
0: but there is like just as much lost stuff with the lost stuff (laughs) as there is with the heroes where Uh, it's like you can't access it anymore
1: that's very true Yeah. do you think I don't know do, do you think it's like an interesting sort of line that they balance between creativity and commerce by doing these things like is it was it interesting to watch like them trying to you know, fold in the product placement, but also try to tell a story. And, you know, I feel like they got better at it as they went.
0: I think with, like, the first few, you, like, I mean, obviously we know the product placement is going to be in it, and that's why, like, like, I chuckled every time it would happen.
1: Oh, yeah. With
0: the Carnival one, it really felt like, all right, you guys have to make sure this feature stands out and this feature and this feature, instead of, like, the cube just showing up at the Doyle one. They weren't like, ah, look at the spacious interior of this cube. Let me, t- let's turn on this beautiful radio. Oh, amazing. You know, they didn't do that kind of stuff with the uh, other ones prior to uh, the last one. hmm Yeah.
1: Where, like, the whole damn plot was hinged on a phone. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sprint phone. Her yeah.
0: zooming in on the picture. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look at the quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me that it was such a thing for a minute, and then it just stopped. Like, people just didn't do it anymore. Um, I, I wonder if a lot of that had to do with, I don't know, just, like, the changing paradigm of social media taking over as opposed to, like, website content that was directly, like, on the brand website. That could be. Um, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, it went from everyone was trying to do this shit, because it was Heroes and Lost that we can think of the most, but... Everyone had, like, a little thing on, like, their network's website that you would have to try to follow along stuff or whatever. They all tried it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, The genre shows of the time. But, um, and then they suddenly just stopped. And I thought that was kind of interesting to be like, what made them stop? I know know?
0: True Blood had stuff. They had, like, Jessica's, like, diary thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, some some people still did it.
0: But I can't remember Um, anything for, like, the Vampire Diaries doing anything like that.
1: I feel like they had something because they were what I was thinking of. I was like, I think, I think like the fucking Vampire Diaries had something. Um, I don't know if I can find it. Did they? I swear they did a thing.
0: I mean, some shows still do it. Like, hey, I think
1: I, I knew it. I knew their. I knew they had one. Um, because yeah, it was exclusive to the CW's website, like they do. That it's like I said, the brand, you know, thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know you're on Do Not Disturb, so.
0: Oh, let me look over. (laughs) Dark truth. Huh, they did have webisodes. Okay.
1: I knew it. I remember they used to advertise for it.
0: Okay, all right. I concede. I mean, they (laughs) still... I don't know about webisodes, but I know that they did stuff for, like, Westworld on the website, or, like, leading up to that.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, gosh.
1: Um, Did Fringe... Look. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of stuff in the same era. I feel like they might have.
0: I am not. When I type in Fringe webisodes, there wasn't anything that came up.
1: Hmm. They had comics. I owned them at one point.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know if there was. Deep in the Lab is a series of short webisodes.
1: I knew it. Yeah.
0: It's a combination of footage from Fringe and voiceovers from Walter Bishop.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them didn't go as hard as, like,
0: no, it's not new
1: content.
0: Yeah, it's not quite as, like, um, that. It's just very of the time, though.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the actual, just the wiki article for the word WordWebisode. That's what I'm on to. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. Combining, like, audience interaction, advertising, and content. Like, yeah, that's what they were for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the fall of broadcast television. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like the the switch to streaming, etc. Like, yeah.
0: The Walking Dead had
1: webisodes. Oh, here, are you looking at the Empire online article?
0: No, I was about to click on it. <laughs> I'm well, on it now. Here,
1: <laughs> they literally mention heroes as a trailblazer in the minisode, like webisode department.
0: There you go. Community webisode, like, like, yeah, it's so much. of Parks the time. and Rec,
1: Parks and Rec, absolutely had webisodes. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, and so did Breaking Bad.
0: NBC loved webisodes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. Yeah, it was very much like a chunk of time, and then people just stopped. Yeah. Probably because they didn't have enough budget for that shit. So
0: had to trim it a little bit, and, you know, virality is different, and yeah.
1: Yeah, like, exactly, like, virality is different, and, like, you have to think, when Heroes got cancelled, they were pulling in, like, three, four million people an episode. Mm -hmm. And there are shows now that are considered successful that do the same thing. Yep. Because they, unfortunately, got completely stuck in the middle of a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. Um... Because, like, I, I I wonder if people today, like, not to say, like, I told grandma or whatever, but it, it must be so wild to think about the fact that people, like, regularly, popular shows could have, like, 20 million viewers an episode a week. Easy. Yeah. Finale of The Office or something, you know? Like, easy. Like, and it just blows my mind that, you know. That completely uh, blew up right during Heroes, and that was one of the main reasons why they got canceled. Like, fucking, their their ratings, there are shows that would kill for those ratings these days. <laughs> like...
0: And yeah. that's why they tried to bring it back with Reborn. Yeah,
1: well. Yeah. They could have done it better. Um, yeah, so, what a weird little thing to have been so, like, popular and then just gone. Yeah. All right, so we watched all the webisodes. Woohoo!
0: Yeah, go seek uh, them out. <laughs> uh,
1: you did the thing, so you do the goodbye. Oh,
0: okay, that is that is fairly true. Thanks for listening, and <laughs> go check out the webisodes. Shout out to Heroes Trash on Tumblr for having them all put together.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, whoever you are. I
0: tried to look for Make them on YouTube, and like half of the ones for um, Slowburn weren't there, or not Slowburn. Well, it's
1: like the Empire. It's like the Empire article we read from 2014 said, NBC doesn't like their shit on YouTube. Yeah,
0: (laughs) like, they're hard to find. Some of them aren't even on the DVDs, Mm -hmm. so that made life Mm -hmm. a lot easier for us.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah.
0: Whoever you are. If you even listen to this, hello.
1: Yeah, you might, you might not.
0: Yeah. Uh, we don't do socials on here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we don't do socials on bonus episodes. No, so. Not usually.
0: Until the yeah. next bonus episode, because we're just waiting a little bit <laughs> for Dearborn. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you.